welcome to Epic Fails, Finding Redemption in Our Stories. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and on this show, you'll hear people from all walks of life sharing powerful stories of transformation. My hope is that you hear stories of redemption, you'll find redemption in your own. Because no matter where you come from or what you've been through, there's always an extension of grace for your life. It's a new year, and for most, there is an expectancy, a hope for new beginnings. For me, 2018 was honestly the hardest year I've been through. I experienced a miscarriage. I encountered betrayal and hurt from someone I really trusted that left me lost and broken. I just had a lot of family hiccups to navigate. So I'm really looking forward to a new year. Something about it, about a clean slate, makes me feel hopeful that a new year could be an opportunity for healing instead of hurt prayers answered and dreams made true. If you're anything like me, if 2018 was um, full of hurt and disappointment, then a new year might feel like a reprieve for you as well. Like a sun dawning on a new day where his mercies are new. I get that. You know, we talk a lot about redemption on this show. You know, we've explored beautiful testimonies, walk through how to find healing, what to do with shame. But what about after all of that? How do you start walking forward and building your life back up? What happens after the shipwreck once you struggle to make it back to the safety of shore? Let's talk about that today. Let's chat about new beginnings and putting the pieces of our lives back together. There is one verse that I go to that I immediately think about in regards to this. It's Isaiah 43. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers, and the badlands. This verse gives us a great place to start when we're rebuilding our lives. If you're going to move forward, you're going to have to let go of the past, of the hurts, burdens, unforgiveness, and loss that cover the floor of your shipwreck. This will be hard. It'll be really hard. I mentioned 2018 has been incredibly hard for me and it all really kicked off for me when, um, and really when my boat started taking on water, um, when someone I fully trusted betrayed me. I was stunned. I was lost. I couldn't have imagined this person would ever have hurt me the way that they did. At first, I didn't allow myself to get angry because, you know, I wanted to be the good Christian girl and We don't get angry, right? But really, I was avoiding the pain. I tried to move past the betrayal without dealing with the loss head on. And because I didn't deal with it as I should, I couldn't really move on. The bitterness and unforgiveness brewing beneath the service clung to my broken heart. It wasn't until I went into counseling and worked through the hurt that I was able to start moving forward. You're not meant to keep going over old history. It's not where God wants you to live. The enemy, yes. But your heavenly father, no. But sometimes to move forward, it means that you need to deal with what's trying to hold on to you so that you can overcome and move forward. Which means before you can move forward, you have to find peace in your heart. This is the redemption element. Then you step forward. So one day at a time, one step at a time, you leave the past in the past and you stop going over old things. God is wanting to start something new in your life. If you have one hand grasping onto the old, you won't be able to fully embrace what's next. So first, fully deal with what clings to you and then leave it in the past. 
Second, be alert, be present. God is wanting to do something new, perhaps something you've never experienced before. You may not notice it because it's unfamiliar, it's unknown, and perhaps it seems a bit fearful to engage, to step forward. But certainly, don't miss it. Speaking from personal experience, sometimes those great moves of God in my life came packaged in the unexpected from a place that was new and unfamiliar. But how does this look practically exactly? Certainly, it means being faithful with the small, which means spending time in prayer and worship and in the Bible. In fact, the word of God is the only definitive word we have from God. So if you want to hear from him, you'll need to be there. What's new may be right there in front of you. I am so sure that if you start there and you begin tuning into his voice, that he will reveal, and in fact, he will burst forth what's new and next for you. After that, so third, it's to start moving forward. In Isaiah 43, God mentions his way will carve through the desert and badlands, which means the path won't necessarily be easy or through green pastures. But take it one step at a time and follow faithfully the path he is carving out for you. Isaiah 43 has provided three wonderful steps for moving forward. Okay, so we need to deal with what's in the past and then let it go. Don't keep going over old history. Second, we need to be alert and present looking for how God's going to move in our life. And then third, it means that we just start moving forward, start taking those steps, even if it is one day at a time. In fact, it's often just one day at a time. But there are also some other further practical steps that we can take when we start moving forward and rebuilding our lives after redemption. First, I would say lean on people. Nobody really makes it out of the unlovely and flourishes alone. It's just true. If I look back at my life, it has been the people around me who have been huge in healing and victory for me. So don't be afraid to find godly friends and lean on them. Share your struggles and allow them to cheer you on. And I mean truly lean on them. No bur- you know, burying your struggles in the sand, but bring them into the light. People do want to show up for you. That's the body of Christ. It's beautiful and wonderful and sometimes messy, but it's a family and we show up for each other. So don't be afraid to lean on people. Another practical step is to just start living. This is kind of like just moving forward, but start living. Find something good and purposeful to put your hands to. Participate in activities that inspire and breathe life into your weary soul. The very practical act of enjoying life again can just be so soothing. Soothing. (laughs) A new hobby, perhaps a dream that you've been wanting to pursue. A time with friends. These are all wonderful ways to start rebuilding your life and enjoying it. And finally, returning to where we started it's a new year, a time for new beginnings. One thing I like to do at the beginning of every year, at, at the beginning of every year is to vision cast. So the first day of the year, I like to do three things and I'm going to share them with you in case you're looking for some very practical steps for, you know, rebuilding your life this year. We're, it's January 2nd. There's still time to sit down. In fact, it's a good time anytime to just sit down and vision cast for your life. And these are the three things that I like to do at the turn of a new year for a new beginning. And that's what rebuilding after redemption is, right? It's a new beginning. So first, sit down. Um, and so sit down, and I would encourage you to pull out a journal for all of this to capture what God is doing in your life. First, 
recount the past year's blessings with gratitude. I know even if it's a hard year, there are still there are still like beautiful moments. There are still blessings. Um, there are still good things that God did in your life. And so, um, you know, even though my year was super hard, I can still back and look at, you know, we got to celebrate my son's first birthday. Um, even though I lost the baby, I still got to carry that baby for nine weeks. You know, we've had wonderful times as a family. So even though um, your even if your year was hard, there are still good nuggets and you don't want to blow past that. You don't want to forget what God has done. It is so important to recount your blessings and to give thanksgiving for that. So I would sit down and I would write out a list of good things that happened in 2018, things that you were thankful for and thank God for those. Give gratitude, give praise for God, how work, how God worked in your life, even though it was hard, right? Don't blow past the opportunity to give glory work and honor where honor is due. Second, choose a theme word for the year. And I love doing this. This is probably my fourth year doing it where I'll just sit down and I'll start praying and I'm, I ask God for a word, a word that is sort of my theme for the year. In the past, it's been <clears throat> decrease, it's been leadership, it's been different words. <clears throat> this year, and I'm sharing, giving you a peek into my personal life, but this year it's surrender. God's telling me he wants, really wants me to focus on surrendering to him in all areas of my life, surrendering to the weaknesses instead of fighting them and, and instead of striving. Um, there are just so many areas where I feel like God's calling me to surrender. So I would encourage you to sit down and just pray and ask God, what is that word that you want me to really focus on and where you want me to grow in this year. It could be an area of sin that God's wanting you to overcome. So maybe you deal with anger or maybe you deal with addiction. If it's an area of sin, that's okay too. Um, just find a word, ask God to give you a word of an area he wants you to grow in during the year and find Bible verses that speak to that, memorize them, write them down. I like to write mine down on sticky notes and place them around the house. I'm constantly being reminded of God's goodness and his promises and how I can grow in that area. And then third, make a list of prayer requests and goals for the coming year. And this is my favorite part because I am such a dreamer. I am such a dreamer and I love dreaming about my life and planning. And so what I like to do, this is my favorite part, is I'll sit down and I'll write out, okay, here are my prayer requests for the year. Here are some areas I am praying God will, you know, show up, that he'll answer, that he'll um, move in. And so I, you know, I'll actually sit down with my husband, Ryan, and we'll make out a list of prayer requests for our family. And we'll make out individual prayer requests for the year. Um, you know, overarching prayer requests that we would like to see answered in, in the next year. And then we also write out goals. So goals as a family and goals as an individual. And that's more about, you know, goals you have for yourself, whether it be, you know, physically or mentally or professionally or whatever that might be. What are some goals that you have for the next year? Because the truth is, if we don't aim for something, we'll never hit anything right? If you're just shooting in the dark, you're going to miss, you know, maybe you'll get lucky, but what you really want to do is you want to be strategic in some way. Of course, God's going to move how God wants to move and your plans might be thwarted and, you know, your goal may not be exactly um, met, 
you know, this isn't about making a list of resolutions that you try for a week and then, you know, you give up and you're done with them. These are just goals. It's not something that um, you're going to kick yourself at trying to achieve every day and then you give up. These are just things to aim towards. And you know what? You might aim towards that and you might end up hitting something totally else that God wants you to do. That's okay. The just goal is to, to aim for something and to work towards something and um, just to have some purpose and direction. Again, God might have something totally different for you and that's okay. He'll show it to you. He'll reveal it to you. But just sit down and make a list of prayer requests and goals for the year something to aim towards um, professionally and personally and as a family. So those are the three things that I like to do um, at the new year because a new year is a new beginning. So we're talking about rebuilding after redemption. How do we put the pieces of our life back together after our life has been shipwrecked, right? Um, These are practical and biblical steps that you can take in putting your life back together. I would like to leave you with this quote, and it's from my absolute favorite book. It's called How to Survive a Shipwreck by Jonathan Martin, and I would highly recommend it if you are going through a hard season and your life just feels so wrecked. It is so good. But he says this in the book, only the people who don't know what they are doing or where their lives are headed are open to the spirit, and by spirit, I mean Holy Spirit in the wind. And what that means is... Yes, we're going to make goals and we're going to have prayer requests. And, but the really the heart of that is just saying people who are rebuilding their lives and are just taking it one day at a time, they don't exactly, I don't exactly know what I'm doing or where I'm going, but I'm just going to be totally open to the Holy Spirit working and moving in my life. That's where you want to be, regardless of whatever goal or passion or dream you have. Be open to the moving of the Holy Spirit in your life because um, He wants you to invite Him in. And so do every day, invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Invite His presence and ask Him to help you live from a spiritful life instead of a life that is living from your own strength and your own flesh. Live by the Spirit and um, be just available to what He wants to do in your life. All right. So thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is something that is ministering to you or you think others might find helpful, uh, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps to get the word out to people who might need to hear this story of redemption. Join me next month as I share another powerful story. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrust.com. I'll see you next time.